The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, the ECB has announced another uh, increase in their interest rates by 25 basis points. So, Marion Finnegan is managing director at Sherry Fitzgerald, and she's with me now. Marion, what impact is this going to have on households and the housing market? Uh, well, the first instance, it makes obviously mortgages more expensive and we've seen that occurring over the last, this will be the 10th increase in a little over a year now when rates started going up in June of last year and they're now coming in at 4.5%. What we've seen over that period is probably a lot less harsh really in terms of the housing market to date than you would expect if you were standing back a couple of years ago and saying what would happen if rates went from zero to 4.5% over a year period. You'd expect a very significant impact on the housing market. It has obviously hurt homeowners' pockets and their ability to afford. But what it has has done in terms of the housing sector is really just slow down the pace of price inflation. So in the 12 months to June of last year, house prices were rising by somewhere between 8 or 9% a year. That's now slowed down to about 2 or 3% a year. And we'd mm. expect that trend line of lower price inflation to persist. Is there any indication it has slowed down the rate of delivery of homes? Well, there's so many factors at, at play here in terms of, of, of home delivery. Um, we're, we did see a slowdown in the commencement data in the early part of this year, and now it has improved. Where you'll see this impacting most is probably more on the development of the larger schemes, the big schemes that would have been aimed for the PRS market as to whether or not there's still an appetite at the level there was, we'll say, 18 months ago for those schemes. And that the delivery of those would have been reduced as a result of a general rising interest rate environment. But the overall delivery of of new homes into the private sector, where we may be building 30,000 homes a year, we're only selling around a third of them into the private market. Mm. And we're hoping that that does not decline any further. We need to be delivering something more in the order of 50,000 homes or 55,000 homes, not 30,000. So so if if a third of that 30 are going into the private market, what Mm. proportion of the 55 needs to be going into the private market, do you reckon? At least, at least a third, and if not a higher proportion, um, but at least a third need to go into the to the private market overall. Okay. And I suppose what, and that's private for sale market. We are obviously building homes to live in our um, for people building on their own property or whatever on their own land, and that that continues uh, to average in the, the low thousands every year as well. And then there's homes for rent, and there's homes for for social housing. Dan O'Brien is with us as well, Chief Economist of the Institute of International and European Affairs. Uh, Dan, how many more interest rate hikes from the ECB are on the cards? Could be none. Uh, for people who are paying uh, mortgages, that would be the hope. And I think there's reason to believe that could be the case. But the European Central Bank looks primarily at what's happening to inflation and there's just still too much of it around there had been the hope that in the summer there would the last increase in interest rates would have happened and there wouldn't be an increase now. It's clear that inflation is still hanging about and their job is to bring it back down. So they've raised again. Uh, they may not raise uh, again in the future and start cutting sometime next year, mm. but it all depends on what happens to inflation. And what is the perceived wisdom as to the reason that inflation has remained stubbornly high? Uh, That is perplexing a lot of people because all the economists in the European Central Bank have constantly thought, and I myself included, I have to say, obviously not in the European Central Bank, but included expected inflation to start coming down as energy prices eased. We've seen energy prices bump back up again. So that's part of the reason. 
food inflation was coming down, expected that to feed into wider inflation um, more positively. Uh, in other words, bring it down. Mm. Uh, hasn't happened as much as people had hoped for. And then inflation has sort of, because people have been have, have had their purchasing power eroded, there's been greater pressure for increased pay. And that then feeds through. So services inflation, so the price of your services from everything from your restaurants and your solicitor um, in Ireland now is running at a 40-year high. So prices, services prices are, are rising at 10% compared to a year earlier. And we're seeing that's more serious than the rest of the Eurozone, but we're seeing that also in the Eurozone where services prices are rising as well as uh, energy and food prices, which was the main drivers initially. So because that inflation is not coming down as fast as expected, the European Central Bank is very worried that its credibility will be damaged. So it didn't we, do enough early yeah. on. And they want to make sure they're not accused of not doing enough again. Can you do too much, though? Yes, absolutely. Uh, There are many people out there who feel that the European economy is, you know, it's 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 come through the last year really well. It's bigger than it was this time last year, which has Mm. surprised many people. But there are some indications that it's weakening again and that, in fact, the European Central Bank has put its foot on the brake too hard. And that will tip the European economy into a recession. And then we'll have recessions cause uh, inflation to fall uh, or even prices, overall prices to to, to fall, which is deflation. Um, So there are concerns that it's gone too far. So it's a really difficult balancing act in fairness to them. You know, the the economics profession is very, um, hasn't had a good record recently in in predicting what inflation would do. And the people who have to actually make decisions uh, about that, the central bankers, uh, are having a difficult time of it. So uh, Germany slipping into recession, uh, is that, is that, is that being presented as some as, as evidence of too much medicine or, or, or too forceful a pressing of the brakes? Or are there well, specific issues that's ha- reasons that's happening for? There are definitely specific issues. Germany is a much bigger industri- industrial base relative to the rest of its economy than most other countries. Um, it, 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 that has been affected by uh, China in particular. China, it, it sells a lot of stuff to China, and that has been affected by weak, weaker growth in China. Plus, it was very dependent on Russian gas. That's where a lot of the industrial energy came from. So it is partic- hit particularly bad, hard with the increases in uh, energy prices. So Germany has had sort of specific shocks that have been worse than most other countries. It should be said that, you know, the forecasts for the German economy are for a mild contraction. We're not talking about, you know, some sort of big, deep recession. Um, so I wouldn't overstate it, but the, the, the German economy is a kind of more specific thing due to other factors rather than the breaking effect mm. of higher interest rates by the central bank. At the same time, I mean, it's an important economy, obviously, in the European context. So so, so what is happening there, even though the, the, the circumstances are not kind of repeatable in other parts of Europe, it, it, it I assume will form part of the consideration as to what the ECB does next, that you've got you know, parts of the Eurozone that are booming and the biggest economy in the Eurozone in recession. Yep, and, and that affects everyone directly because if German businesses and consumers are buying less stuff from other countries, then that brings other countries down because their exports to Germany are less strong. That said, German unemployment is very low. One of the really interesting aspects of the current period is that across Europe, you know, the biggest problem is is for, for a lot of businesses, is, is getting more people. So, you know, we have low employment or certainly stable unemployment um, across the, the, the continent, which, you know, to be in a, a tough, a difficult economic position, you certainly, one of the 
sort of things you really do don't want is high unemployment, and, and we certainly don't have that. So this has been a sort of uh, an unusual period of a uh, lot of uncertainty, uh, weakish economic growth, but at the same time, no increase in unemployment. Dan and Marion, thank you both very much. Uh, Dan O'Brien is a Chief Economist at the Institute of International and European Affairs and Marion Finnegan, Managing Director at Sherry Fitzgerald. Uh- the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.